Welcome to One Long Conversation. I'm Sonia. And I'm Colby. This is a podcast about spiritual awakening. Yeah, and through that we talk about art, culture, conscious parenting, and healing yourself so you can express and freely share your unique perspective with this world. This is a fun and informative conversation that we have daily, and we're sharing it with you. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy. Let's do it. I really do need to spend more time like singing into a microphone. Again, as I shared in the multiple um, episodes, I, I don't have enough microphone time. And now that I own my own professional microphone, it's kind of fun to play with the vibrato and the... <laughs> it's like my new toy. <laughs> I need new. Gemini needs lots of toys. I know. <laughs> yeah, that's some fun. should be done with it. I mean, that's that's a good mic, you know. Those are those are those are really nice. This mic is badass. I wonder what that sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's in this. It's gonna sound pretty much exactly how it sounds right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. It's like when I hear you in here creating your songs, especially that last pop song that you're gonna be performing in, and you're so. <laughs> <laughs> like I was out in the kitchen and I was working online while I was eating some fruit. <laughs> and I just hear you just loudly, out, 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 and then and, and over and over again. And it gets in my mind. I'm mean, I can hear the song in my head. Da, 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 da. <laughs> and then I'm laughing and then <laughs> And then I hear you recording the little bits of it. And so I hear you going, ha da da, ha da da, da da da. And then and I'm like laughing, and then Kind comes out, and I'm laughing. And I said, he's, he's recording. It'll be very interesting to hear what this sounds like. And then I hear, then I hear the exasperation after a little while, and ha da da. And then you come out, and you're almost smirking, and you're like, I'm. I'm frustrating myself. <laughs> yeah, I was recording. I was recording a guitar part. It was the the easiest thing to record in the world. Well, it was the easy. It's on paper. It's the easiest thing in the world. But I kept fucking up. So I was I was so so angry. That was that was pure torture. I mean, I, that's like <laughs> that's you you should get paid for that alone. Honestly, I deserved a year's salary after that one. That that took some. That took some time off my lifespan. <laughs> but you're really funny with that stuff. You're, I've, I always find, I've always, when you were little, your anger was very entertaining and you, and I couldn't show too much because I didn't want to frustrate you even more. <laughs> like, you're, yeah, you're, your exasperation is really funny. And then, I, and then I heard you actually play the recording of the song and you had controlled all the volume in it and mixed everything. And I'm like, oh my God, that does, that sounds so different than all of his, hi! <laughs> it's really funny it's super cool though that you do all that yourself so we we look at this we're just picking up where we left off last week with the art and music um 
Yeah, we we were we we're talking today, and what's what I like now about what we're talking about with these weekly episodes is, and this is this is what happens in my quantum healing sessions and my online healing sessions. Oh, and my in person healing sessions too. This is what always happens: is that universe is reflecting back to me what is being what is is occurring that we need to learn from and it becomes very obvious and if you are conscious enough in the moment if you are observing from 4d which is the observation of 3d you will see the very obvious signposts billboards and communication you'll see all the angel numbers you will see how people will show you the things that you were literally just thinking about or you were just talking about. And like I just shared with you earlier, we were talking about Nana and Papa and then I turned my phone on and it actually just brought up the the photo yeah, thing with their picture I right there. That. Yeah. And that and and it's like that just there's happened. There's actually like three things that happened that all at once that all corresponded to what we were talking about. Yeah. Which was pretty wild. Yeah. It's like and, three simultaneous things. Yeah. And when you're perceiving from fourth dimensional perception, the neutral feeling observer, you get to see all of it. And from this perspective, you realize this is all a game and you're the creator of that game. Mm. And it's funny. It's so funny because I'm like, oh, my God, look at that. It's literally just mirroring right back at me instantly. I literally was talking about this and I turned my phone on and there it is. And it's not something that the phone technology is. It's, it's not a marketing tool like the phone technology is designed to market at you. It's designed to take data from your field and then market at you. That wasn't one of those moments because putting a picture of my parents on my phone that would never be there. Has yeah. nothing to do with marketing. Or somebody texting you at the oh, same time as when you're like talking about them. When you're you know? talking about them, like when I'm talking about the um, the Essence of Energy Center LLC. Mm -hmm. If I'm talking about how we're waiting for the the EE system to be shipped to us, and I'm leaving an audio for my twin Sonia, all of a sudden one of the center owners will ding message me. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I wasn't talking about her. I was talking about how we're excited for the center to open and, and all of a sudden, and, and then she, it's just not once it's like three times, ding, here comes the message, ding. And it's, it's, it's her again and ding, it's her again as I'm talking about the center. Yeah. And you know, you can find the same thing, you know, with, um, like if, when I pull a, a card out of my Oracle card deck, when I had the first Patreon session today with Sarah and her webcam went ballistic and just completely flashed all this light and the Merkaba matrix card popped up and it said light body activator um light frequencies <laughs> it was just like and it had nothing to do with the message for her it was literally just a reflection of that's exactly what's going on with the tech it's just like yep this is this is what you're seeing yeah that just fascinates me. But what, what I find fascinating and what we were just talking about is where I see a pattern, I see a theme as, and I'll categorize us because for those that listen, I feel like this is more relatable for them. I see this pattern in the world of lightworkers. 
because as light workers, we are a variety of ages and generations. And some of the light workers that are older, and older I'm meaning baby boomer going all the way into the 90s, there's fewer of them that are conscious and becoming more conscious. But what I have been seeing in them, and they're my clients, what I've been seeing in them is, and of course, I get it now that I'm technically middle-aged, I get it. They are wanting their bodies now to regenerate because now is the we're in the very exciting time on this planet where we're moving into the age of Aquarius as of Thursday, and they're seeing the advanced technology coming in and they're excited and they want to be a part of it, but they have a lot of karmic baggage that they're still working through. And there's an old mental program going on. There's a mindset that what I see many of them not realizing that that old programming is actually what's holding them back from coming into their true center. And it's actually what's causing their physical issues Mm. because the physical, it's the slowest and lowest vibration. It's very dense and it responds to our thoughts and our emotions. So what I have to work on within myself being this body is in its mid fifties is I have to always focus on being now. My body is now I have to every day, every morning, I have to clear. It's like clearing cash. I have to clear the old programs. Worked really, really diligently on releasing all the programming that I've learned from my, my first days in this body. All those old things. Mother Goose rhymes. They're gone. They got to go. We have to stop. We have to stop like giving kids those books. Um. Anything that's going to keep you in an old programming, TV shows. I mean, when I when I got rid of television, that got rid of that old programming. Anybody who's watching old shows in syndication. You know what I saw the other day? <laughs> what did you oh see? Oh my God. You just reminded me of this. That's so good. I saw a meme that was reposted uh, by one of my Facebook friends, and it was... <laughs> Oh man, I I, I want to say it. I don't know exactly what what generation it referred to, but I'm assuming it referred to people who lived through the '70s. It was like our generation is the coolest because we wore mini skirts and tank tops and drove like low cars that were old and stuff. It was like you know they they tried. It was one of those, and it just made me realize I was like, what has consumer culture done to people? That you would associate your entire personality with literally a fashion trend? How vapid. There's nothing of any... Really, really, that was what made your generation cool. Was the fact that you wore miniskirts and tank tops. That was cool, huh? No, it was the 70s era of the one-hit wonders. Daddy, please don't. It wasn't his fault. But I noticed that this, this is a this is a game that like people I know, it is. love I'm to play. Is they love to like 
they love to hold on to like literally the most meaningless things that were literally created to like suck their attention away and and like basically turn them into consumer robots like that's that's the effect that consumer culture has had it's literally it's just like people want money in exchange for money they give you a product but like the culture behind marketing the product has been so steeped into people's minds mm-hmm. that now they're like their entire personalities revolve around that product and then once that product becomes obsolete now it's like now they feel old because they're like, oh, I, I, <laughs> they're like, well, I don't see kids wearing miniskirts or watching the Goonies anymore. It's like, well, it, it's like, really, you boil your entire human existence down to that? Down to pop culture. If none of that existed, what would you be? I know this is OK. So people want to know how I am so youthful. My body is slowly degenerating. I've accepted this. It's a fact of life. The body is 3D. It just is. It has a finite time. These bodies, the DNA is literally set to 120 years. No human in the last few centuries has lived more than 120 years. It's been documented. So I get that. And I also get that the body loses collagen. Mine's showing me that. And it, there's a process of acceptance as you go through your your big cycle there's a there's a an apex of one cycle and mine wasn't a big apex menopause was not an apex for me because my diet was so clean for so long and I detoxed so I mean you know you knew me through menopause I it wasn't anything dramatic I was teaching you how to drive when I was going through menopause it lasted for several years I had one small hot flash I literally used essential oil uh the phytoestrogenic essential oil on my left wrist and it was gone in 10 seconds from that I didn't have any of those hormone fluctuations because I was juicing I was drinking green tea I was drinking herbs that were supportive of my body but What I was noticing, and I still notice, is the loss of collagen. And that's just a fact of life. But my mindset, and I I always hesitate to use the word mindset, because I actually don't have a set mind. I really... I really focus on having a full consciousness. Every morning, and the guides brought this in for me starting last summer when we moved from Portland to here, Junction City, and in with you. The guides brought in in slow increments so that I could slowly incorporate it as a morning meditation. It is actually an affirmation that I say to start the day. I am my highest expression in, and then you go through your list. I am my highest expression of, or in, I say of, sorry. I am my highest expression of health, wellness, relationship, partnership, which is to myself, family, community, which is all of you, career, money, abundance, Joy, love, compassion, empathy, understanding, consciousness, spirituality, and life purpose. Every morning, I just run through that while I do yoga in my bed. And I just run through that. So I'm embodying the I am. And that literally, that opens me up with from within with my 
my higher inner self, the, you know, what we'd call the God spark or the God goddess consciousness within, which is in every cell in our being. And that's like, I am, I am acknowledging that I am this. And ever since I started doing that, I've noticed that everything is flowing for me a lot easier. So I make it my focus, my point of focus all the time to be present in the now, to accept my body as it is. It's not easy, especially with Virgo rising, hypercritical. And it's always like, nope, we are accepting the changes of this body. And I'm always excited about what is current. You're not going to find the Doobie Brothers from the 1970s on my playlist because I already listened to the Doobie Brothers and they're no longer the Doobie Brothers. I used to listen to the Beatles a long t- for a lot because I didn't really explore them when I was a kid much because they had already broken up by the time I was really kind of aware. But like, I don't listen to that music. I don't go back to the 70s fashion. I lived in the 70s. I wore that fashion. I want to express myself currently. I want to know what's going on currently. Right now, I happen to be so blessed. I aligned and I had no intention of aligning with this. I aligned with Nikola Tesla scalar medbed technology as a healer and as an investor owner. That was, that's the highest timeline right now for me. That was already aligned with my higher self. Universe aligned that for me. It was handed to me. But if I wasn't living right here, right now in the current time, I probably would have missed that. I would be thinking in a completely different frequency and I wouldn't have aligned with it because it is right now in this current time, my highest timeline. And because I was saying that mantra, it aligned me with that highest timeline because that particular center is a conduit for me to offer my healing, which is also in the highest timeline. Quantum healers is one of the highest timelines of healing modalities on this planet because it helps people to self-realize. It helps people to realize I am responsible for my body. I'm responsible for my healing. I'm in control of my healing. Well, we're also in control of our perception of life. And so for the couple of senior clients that I have, the the couple of senior clients that I have who are so tapped into now, I'm going to name one out and he listens to this, Liam Condon. He's the same age as my mom, mid 80s, and just so tapped into now, excited about technology, excited about energy enhancement system, excited about self-healing. He's and he's he's presented to me like chakra tuning forks, and he's just like into anything that brings us into the new wave of healing and consciousness. And he's bringing that to his senior community. And he's made a major dent in his senior community, which is in the Catholic world. And because of that, he's fresh. His body's degenerating, but that doesn't matter. 
that his mind and his consciousness is present and he's old enough to be my father. And yet we feel like we're peers when we talk, what's the meeting of the minds and we inspire each other. I always say that he's like a, he's a, one of the most amazing living examples of how not to age, you know, his body's aging, but he's not aging. He's just gained wisdom. I know he has his downfalls. He can be really hard on himself, but he's just, just, just a heart centered human and he's incredible and he inspires me. And I would love to, I would love to see more older people in baby boober generation and the whatever, whatever the generation is before that, which I can't remember what America has named that generation. The, I always call them the industrial age generation, but that's not them. <laughs> that's funny. That's, uh, that's earlier than yeah, that. Yeah, industrial age would have happened. It would have happened in then. the late 1800s, actually. Yeah. That would have been my grandparents' generation. But I can't remember. It's like this really kind of dumb, dead name for Nana and Papa's generation. Those born in the 1920s and 30s. Um, yeah, I don't remember what they're, what, you, you know, it, it, these are only American terms. But anyway, I would love to see more people from Baby Boomer and up. I would love to see them let go of all of the programming, like all the superstitious stuff, old wives tales, mother goose rhymes, anything that's about doom and gloom, anything that's going to hold you back from self-realizing, from taking responsibility for yourself. There is... There are no accidents. No, there are no accidents. You can see when you're seeing from fourth dimensional perception, you can observe 3D and you can intuitively feel and know when an accident, putting my quote fingers up can happen. I do it all the time. I don't have car accidents anymore because I'm able to do that. And I'm able to intuitively feel Something's coming up and I'll just naturally slow down my driving. Sure enough, a marquee comes up. Big accident, 42 miles ahead, all lanes closed. That's what happened last night when I was driving back from Portland. I had that whole feeling when I, right before I got to Salem, it was like, oh, I suddenly found my foot starting to lift off of the gas pedal. And I was like, what's, okay, what's going on? And it was like, oh, I just felt slow down. And then I suddenly felt my mind going to find the easiest route to 99 South. And then the marquee came up. Major accident, 42 miles ahead, all lanes closed. Find alternate or use alternate route. And I was like, oh. And you don't know these things until you're in the now and you're literally living in your body, which is a pendulum. And you're perceiving and you're observing and you're feeling everything. And you can't be living in the 70s for that. You can't live in the 80s. You can't, you can't, you can wear those fashions as long as you understand that you're in the now. I mean, you you know, you have 70s well, clothes it's, and stuff it's, like that. I think it's based entirely upon like curiosity and excitement. Uh, I mean, that those are, those are literally two things that... Uh, it makes such a substantial difference over your ability to uh, make something of yourself in the world. It's it's literally curiosity that separates people of the same intelligence from each other. So you could have like two geniuses, but the more curious one is going to be the one that finds themselves in a successful place because their curiosity led them to discover more things. So it it's you have to you have to maintain a state of curiosity and excitement in the world 
and I I see that um see that for whatever reason uh, I I can't I can't make assumptions for everyone, so I can I can only guess, and I my guess is that it's based on fear. Well, I think obviously it's based on fear. It just depends on where the fear is coming from. But for whatever reason, there's certain levels of like fear and 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 uh, life events that create that fear that seem to prevent people from like getting out of their generation. You know what's crazy is I see it happening to uh, I see it happening to millennials. And that's that's wild to me because it's like and I didn't even really realize it until like more recently. But the amount of like like cultural distance that millennials have already like placed between themselves and Gen Z is pretty astonishing. Like, no, they, I, I, they I've act seen as if as well. they're two completely different species. Yeah, I know. I've seen this, which too. is pretty wild to me. It, it's literally it's like a few years separation, but it, yeah. but they but it's rooted in this exact same thing. It's like the 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 generation no longer has any real meaning. Uh, one of my friends the other day was like, he was like, well, re- really, generations are every fifteen years apart because it's based on the actual biological age that a human can have a child. So it's like at fifteen years of age, on average, a human is capable of having a child. Therefore, by definition, humans are fifteen gener- uh, years apart per- for each generation. But culture has changed that definition to be based entirely upon marketing, marketing. and consumerism. It's culture. It's, yeah. It is. It's the consumer culture. It's based on fashion, what's trending, what shows. I mean, you could base my generation, Gen X, literally based on every television show of the 1970s going to 1980. You could literally, I mean, all in the family, MASH. Those were the longest running shows in the 70s that play ridiculously repetitively on, you know, cable syndication. Uh, my parents still watch Seinfeld before they go to sleep. Why do they need to watch Seinfeld anymore? Why can't we find something new? What I find with my generation, Gen X, and I find this so common and I've been finding this since I was in my late thirties when you were still little, oh, you were in high school. I have been finding that Gen X, those that are stuck, they are so, it's like they're still looping Euro music invasion, Depeche Mode, A Flock of Seagulls, The (laughs) Go-Go's. And I'm like, it happened. Guess what? All of those people have moved on that made that music. Why haven't you? They're still talking. I used to know a couple of Gen X's in Portland at the co-op that I talked with. And they know the year that I was born. We were all born the same year, 1968, one of the worst years of the 1960s. And as soon as they, they know it's me, they begin talking to me about our high school years. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, I actually said to one of them, he was, he was, in, he was my cashier. And he was also our, he was my yoga coordinator in the, in the room upstairs. <laughs> and I literally just, I leaned in one day and he's this really wry guy. And he's just like, he kind of talks like this and he's still wearing the same 80s preppy clothes. <laughs> His hair is graying. <laughs> and he looked like 15 years older than me because he's stuck and he's not flowing. And then he's like, oh, 
You know, do you, re- oh, I, and he talked to me as if I was already there. Oh, you know, I mean, I did go to that Depeche Mode concert. Let me tell you, it was life changing. <laughs> and he's like, don't you remember that? And oh, and, and, and I wasn't answering. I was literally just standing there, just like listening to him while I'm trying to pay and get out of there. And he's like, you know, that song, oh my God, you know that song. Well, he didn't even ask me. I never listened to Depeche Mode. I didn't like Depeche Mode. I listened to Adam Ant and Flock. I mean, I had that winged hair. I had purple hair. You know, I was I was more into punk and, and you know, and it wasn't goth at that time, but that was really kind of the look. And <laughs> he's just talking to me as if I am completely in alignment with him simply because we were born the same year and we both graduated in high school in 1986. And so therefore, I listen. For all he knows, I could have been an Iron Maiden metalhead. I could have. I mean, but he's talking to me about the same music. And I literally leaned over to him after listening to this repetitively for several years. I finally leaned in and I said to him, you do know this is the 21st century, don't you? <laughs> and he just stopped and I'm like laughing <laughs> and he stopped you might have been in there with me and because you guys I took you three kids with me several times I mean you were there a lot with me and and I said to him I we're in our late 30s and I said and at this point Nora Jones has already come and gone <laughs> like she's really big did you know I really like Fiona Apple. She's a vegan, you know, and a Virgo. Like, I, I, I'm trying to update him. Oh, like, yeah. I really like that. I really like that Fiona Apple song. No. He wasn't going to budge on anybody who was current. I know. No, it was all 80s music. And, oh, and I, I went to that concert once, and I'm like, have a good day. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm out the door. I see, this, I see this happen. Every single job I've ever worked, there's been some interaction that's like this. And the people that come up and they they like, man, yeah, it's like it's, it's, it was God's gift to be born in those 10 years. And then they're like, they refer to people like Stevie Ray Vaughan by their first name. They're like, oh, and you know Stevie. He was as if they knew them personally, you know. <laughs> oh, it's, it's like, like my it's like my first love of my entire life who shall not be named. Yeah. <laughs> who's still worshiping the Rolling Stones and Aerosmith and then tries to dress like them. And, and you know who I'm talking about, only posts them on his Facebook page honors their birthdays every year when one of them dies it's a sad obit with the r.i.p with joan jett whatever you know i love rock and roll and i'm like it, it music has changed like uh, we talked about last week have you listened to Alejandro Aranda and Scary yeah. Pool Party? Have you listened to all of the amazing artists right now? I, I honestly, the indie people. Even at this point in my life, you know, and I'm 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 really young. I'm 26, but it's like I can't imagine. I can't imagine being stuck in like a cultural wave because every time like something new comes out, I find myself like wanting to change or like, and it's not just because it's like the new thing. It's like, I just naturally don't like being stuck. And every time I've been involved in some like, you know, cultural movement of some level of significance, it it has always changed course. And I find myself kind of always more in alignment with like, you know, what's more current. And and I just really like, 
I like humans and I like I like to interact with people of all different types of ages because I've found in my experience talking with people that there are that like real human connection transcends age. And I found people who are like so unbelievably immature who are who are really old. And I've also found people who are like wise old sages that are really young. That are really young. And I've found people who are really old and like are that old sage. And I'm like, oh my God, I love and respect you. And I've also found people who are really young who are already acting like an old immature person because they're stuck in their time. I, and that just makes me sad. And I'm like, there's no way I'm going to be that person. It's it's so crazy when when Facebook was new and you and your father were the ones who op- who started my page in 2009. I think it was September. I was resistant to social media. <laughs> I didn't want to do it. And your father said, oh, no, you're going to need to advertise. Because I was a personal trainer. You're going to need to advertise your Pilates and yoga sessions on there. You get clients. Well, of course, as soon as I got on, I mean, Facebook was new then, newer, only a couple years old. And it was really a way for you to connect with people that you wouldn't normally see. And of course, as soon as I got on there and it asked you for your birth data, your information, and everybody that I went to high school with, and I went to two different high schools in Minnesota, found me. And I began, it began that for years, the message in your messenger box and your other box that you used to be able to see easily back then, oh my God. Are you, are you the Sonia Wilder that went to such and such a high school? Are you, is that you? You look exactly the same. I saw your picture and I'm like, that's her. She sat behind me in fifth period English. (laughs) So I see the name. I don't recognize the name at all. But I see that they live in Minnesota. (laughs) And then I look at the picture. And it's my grandpa <laughs> sitting in a lazy boy easy chair with a remote in his hand. And that's his profile picture for Facebook. And I literally am like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> and, and then I like I messaged him back. Marcus, some dude or something like that. I messaged him back. And I, I just wrote, yes. <laughs> Accidentally. Yes, this is the Sonia Wilder that went to such and such a high school in northern Minnesota. That's wonderful that you remember me. And yes, I still pretty much look the same. Who are you? (laughs) I don't remember you. And you don't look anything like I probably would have remembered you when we were in high school. And then he gets back to me. I knew it. Wow. You look amazing. How do you do that? And I literally, this just became my answer to the probably more than 50 people that I went to two different high, and the people from, from the Minneapolis high school also messaged me and found me on there. I didn't recognize any of them, none of them, including one of my very best friends at the time who ended up looking like my grandmother. And I wrote back to them because I live a really healthy lifestyle And that isn't just a physical yoga, plant-based diet, raw food, detoxing all the time, colonics regularly, sunshine. I'm out in nature. Uh, No television. But it's also my mental, my mental perception. I have a fresh perception 
And this is true. How do I keep myself fresh and youthful? Because even though the body is wrinkling, I'm in better shape now than I was when you were a little kid. I couldn't do handstands when you were a little kid. I can now. I couldn't do all the push-ups. I do 160 variations of push-ups four days a week. I couldn't do that then. Um, it's also that I know that my body is better now than it was before. I know, and I'm not saying, I think, and you have to be really conscious of your wording. You have to be really conscious about what you say about yourself because your body is mostly water and it holds the frequencies of what you think and feel about it. I know my body's regenerating to a certain level. I feel it even though I see the little wrinkles in the collagen loss. I also feel my strength. I know that I can heal this body, that with my thoughts and with my words, I love this body. I show this body gratitude every day, all the time. I'm always like, oh, body, I'm so grateful for you. I thank my body for giving all three of you life. I know that that is a blessing. I'm so grateful because I know so many women who would like to have a pregnancy and cannot. They're infertile and there's multiple reasons for that. I am so grateful for this body. I'm grateful that it was able to birth four babies at home naturally, three of you in the water. Yes, I'm grateful for the stillbirth because it taught me so much about myself. I'm so grateful for my hair. I tell my hair all the time, you are thick and healthy. And I massage my scalp every night before I go to sleep with rosemary essential oil in order to nourish it. And I pull my hair up and I put it in a knot on the top so that it gets a chance to just rest and breathe and I'm not lying on it and scrunching it. And I've noticed a big effect from that. I tell my eyes every day that you're clear, you're clear and you see clearly. I literally, instead of what I see any age, any generation doing, except for people who are probably 12 and under, because they haven't been programmed so much yet. What I see from, from tweens going all the way to death is that we have a societal, we have a, we have a global, hmm, hang on, let me think about that. There are cultures that praise and love they're elderly. We have a first world societal virus on self-criticism, self-judgment, self-damnation. And we live in the results of that. And I got caught up in that and I had to reprogram and I used yoga and quantum healing hypnosis for that. And it worked. I would also really like to say in an attempt to to heal um the 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 fear that I that I hear from a lot of older people there is nothing when I look at an older person I'm not looking at their wrinkles I'm not looking at their like loss of collagen I'm not looking at 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 their bodies aging at all like I don't see that and most people Unless you're like seriously running like a self-judgment program, you're not going to notice that. So like, 
I see a lot of people, they, they, they fear how they like appear because they're like, oh my God, I'm not young anymore. And obviously, and they fear that from like, they fear that they're going to hear about it from like other people, but it's also, it's a fear that they hold in themselves. But I just want to say that's like, what, what, what age is a person for me is not that at all because I have people at my farmer's market job who come up to me who are like super old and like clearly like, you know, decrepit in some way. But I'm not looking at that. Like, I don't care about that because some of my favorite people who come up who are like, you know, in their 70s and 80s, they they have a youth inside of them. And like one of my favorite is uh, uh, there's this couple that comes up. Uh, and it's always in stark contrast to like the people who are clearly like, you know, in, in, in fear and judgment and holding on. They come up, this, this, this man, he always wears a backwards baseball cap like he's on MTV in the 90s. And his wife has got like the most cool dyed hair. And they're like old. They're, they're way older than, than anything close to that. They're, they're, um, but they're so youthful in their like, their presence not because they're able to like reference or understand like things that are that are created through culture but because they're able to to look at anyone at any age and meet them at a certain level like they're able to hold a conversation they don't they don't put that distance between us so i don't feel any distance between myself and them when I look at them, and, and, and just to give another example of that, because, you know, they, they, they do outwardly present themselves as being more culturally present. But just to give a, a contrasting example of that, um, there are also, like, people who come up who don't necessarily look like they're a part of any, like, specific time. Like, there are people, like, there's a woman who came up to me who was uh, probably in, like, the younger, the younger side of the boomer generation. And um, she... She just, you know, she just was like really nice and friendly and she initiated the conversation and uh and it was that same thing. We weren't actually she we didn't have to meet on any kind of like any kind of societal cultural level at all. It was just it was literally this. It was it was talking about what was going on currently, what she was feeling is what I mean when I say that. It was talking about our feelings in the present and then we talked about like like how there were so many different energies and how we were a little tired and, 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 and she was like, it's probably, you know, this constant 3d, 4d, 5d shift, shift, shift. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. I, I agree. It's a lot of moving in and out and humanity's adjusting. And she was like, that's absolutely right, but it's necessary. And she looked at me, she gave a little smile and she was like, namaste. And then she walked away and I was like, namaste to you. It was beautiful. It was like, it's like, you know, it's the real human connection is never separated by age alone. Never. No, like, person, except for those who are the most, like, judgmental, and it's like you really shouldn't care what they think anyway because they've got to heal that within themselves. Yeah. No person's going to look at somebody else and be like, oh, they look, like, you know, so old. Like, oh, God, I can't interact with them. The only reason why that divide ever gets created is because as people age... They get sold this lie through fear that says that there's this divide that they can't get past. And then, oh, and this has been happening for, for years and years and years. They get sold the lie that things are getting worse with the younger generations. 
when humanity has literally faced the same problems for its entire lifespan. We've always had lying, cheating, stealing, rape, all of these things, murder. We've always had all of that. But for some reason, for some reason, as people age, they, they buy the lie, not everybody, but a lot of them will buy a lie that the younger generations are more immoral, that culturally they're growing to be more immoral. And it creates this horrifying distrust when really humans have always been a weird spread of all kinds of different things. There are so many different impacts. It's generational trauma that is literally inflicted through families that creates different people. So you're going to have, like, you know, a family full of, like, you know, rapists because they've just carried that through their lifetime. You're going to have a family full of, like, you know, people who were born into, like, violence because violence has just been created through their lifetime. That doesn't change just because one of them is younger and is exposed to, like, some violent movies or something like that. There's nothing to do with that. It's entirely based upon what that person learned from their parents and what their parents learned from their parents, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So we have, we have to eliminate this, this toxic distrust that is placing us because, really, it does nothing to heal us. No, it's passed down behavior, just like sexual, sexual abuse within the family, incest. That's, that's behavior that's passed down. And it takes, it takes a, a high level of consciousness to change. And, and that, those, I mean, that, those behaviors, those traumas get encoded in the DNA. And that is... I mean, these are a lot of my clients that I help and, and my clients are, they're working their way up in consciousness from the density with that. And just to share what you were talking about with that, <clears throat> I, I also never look at anyone and, and see just their body and go, oh, they're really old. You know, I don't think I really want to talk with them. I, I've never done that. Um. I also wasn't taught to do that. My parents taught me to value everybody and to learn from people because in our family, uh, spiritual knowledge in our family with you three kids and myself, spiritual knowledge is the true wealth. And then intellect is the second true wealth. And well, I would actually say the second true wealth is health. And then the third true wealth is intellect. But in my family growing up, um, intellect is the true wealth and knowledge. And, um, and I'm the one who brought in the health aspect. And I have, like you, when I used to go to the farmer's markets regularly in, in Portland and the surrounding areas, there was this power couple. I finally talked with them because they were very timeless. They actually dressed a little bit um, elven. And they both, um, they both had uh, twisted their hair in a, very, in a way that was almost like dreads, but not quite. Very unique. And they were very colorful. You could tell that their clothes were very natural fiber. They looked very earthy and unique. Um, man and a woman looked about the same age. And I could tell by their hair 
and their skin that they were seniors. But they sure as heck didn't dress or act like it. And I saw them regularly at the at the farmer's markets and finally at the Hillsdale Farmer's Market in Southwest Portland. Um, I finally talked with them once. And I was just, they were just standing there. We were at the same organic, you know, um, farm stand. I was getting greens. They got the greens and it was, it was just kind of newly warm. And I don't remember how the conversation started. And I probably initiated it because I almost always initiate conversations and I just wanted to connect with them. And they both, I'm sure felt that I could just tell by the way they were kind of open and receptive to me. And I said to them, I've seen you often here and in other markets. And I said, I just, just want to share with you that you both are so striking and just so beautiful. And they were so open hearted. I found out that they were hippies. They went to Woodstock. They'd met at Woodstock, but they hadn't come together yet as a couple. They were not married, but life partners. They had grown children and grandchildren together. She is the clothing designer and the seamstress. They always change. They're trendsetters. They don't watch media. They spend several hours a day in meditation so that they can channel their creations. He's a business entrepreneur. He'd made a ton of money. They bought land on the outskirts of Portland and grow their own food. And they go to the farmer's markets as well to make up for what they cannot grow. And they also like to connect with, with um, people. And she said, oh, it's our job to inspire. And she said, We've become very comfortable. They were so grounded. We've become very comfortable with that. We really enjoy our position. I had five minutes or maybe a little more of just one of the most enlightening conversations with the two of them. They were very much their own person and in an interdependent, autonomous, but together relationship with each other. I marveled and I, I thanked them for being which they both literally put their hands in namaste and bowed to me. And I said, I thank you for being, we need people like you. I said, you inspire me. And at the time, I think I was just 50. And I told them I've just hit middle age. And they're like, you're doing the same thing. Look at you. You're doing it. And you're amazing. And what she said to me was change with life because life is change. And I said, yep. And she said, but you already know that. And I said, I do, but it's so good to hear it from somebody who's a generation ahead of me. They were technically old enough to be my parents because they were late teenagers when I was born. And I, I was just, and I mean, walk, they walked amongst the crowd with the crowd, but clearly very different from the crowd as well. I think she told me that, I think she told me that she was moon in Aquarius and he is Aquarius rising. And she said, we have to be different. It's our path. And everybody was watching them all the time and they were just smiling, so comfortable in themselves. And I said, you guys are starting a lot of conversations. And she said, we talked to all kinds of people. She said, we just love people. She said, we're here to interact with each other and to inspire each other. And I, was, and I didn't ask her, I thought, oh, she's probably born on the 11th. <laughs> but I, I look at that. And then 
in contrast to that, meeting people who are the same age as them, because now they're, you know, they're generation ahead of me. So now they're probably 70, early 70s. And meeting other people in their 70s who come to me for sessions and I just get to hear all of the negativity in their life, their body's falling apart, I've got health problems, this isn't going this way, I don't know what my life purpose is, woe is me, I really want a life partner, but he hasn't come yet or she hasn't come yet, and complain, 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 complain. And when I am interacting with people that are chronologically older than myself, but who are set, there's a, there's a lack of maturity, there's a lack of awareness, and all I wanna do is help them define themselves. All I wanna do, all I do with them, I and mean, then they come to me for sessions and it's like, what are you doing now? Because what you're doing now is already your life purpose, but you have to change your perception about it. You have to change your consciousness of it. And then I hear the programming come out of their mouths and I hear them damn their bodies. And so I just point that out. I said, client yesterday, I had to point that out to her. And I said, listen to how you're talking about your body. Your body's mostly water and it's responding to that. And science proves this. Dr. Masaro Emoto did his entire life study on water and the effect of frequency and words on water and had all of the evidence and proof of it and wrote several books based on this with pictures and scientific studies to show. And so we, in the time that we're in now, in a higher frequency, in a higher consciousness, we have to change how we speak about ourselves. What story are you telling people? I also am of the belief that when you, when you are capable of speaking from your heart and voicing, the only way to get past an insecurity is to clear it. So if you have an insecurity, the quickest way to heal that insecurity is to say it out loud. Sound it out and sound it out really loudly and you can hear the echo of it, the reverberation and how ridiculous it is. Absolutely. And and, and one of the one of the best ways and you have to say it with people, too, like you have to say it in front of people because people will very quickly be like, oh, I don't see that at all. Or like that does. That's not how I perceive you. And it'll totally like and then you'll be like, oh, my God. Yeah, I guess that was just kind of all in my head. But when you hold on, it's it's not even it's not just your words. It's like. It's your your thoughts hold on to the vibration that you create for your body. So a lot of people make a mistake of speaking one way, but internally they hold on to all of this garbage that just clutters up their entire system. And then they're vibrating at a frequency of cognitive dissonance because there's mismatch in the way that they present themselves and the way that they actually feel. And the way that they actually feel needs to come out. You, you need to be able to speak from your heart, which means that you need to be in alignment with your words, which means that when you are saying something, it's like you have to understand as humans, we do go through like negative experiences. We have negative. We have we negativity. Have to. It's how we, we have insecurity. We have fears. We have all of this stuff. We're meant to talk about that stuff, not bottle it up. 
Bottling it up is like the most toxic thing yeah, that we have culturally conditioned ourselves to do. We're not talking about bottling it up. We're talking about when people come to me for any of my sessions, the first thing we're going to find out is what the problems right, but, are. But that's that's what I'm saying is right. I've, I've learned that like I've learned at this point in my life, which is early because I don't I don't see everyone learning this so early. I see people who learn this as they get older because they've just gotten so sick of it. It's like I've I've learned that. That's like the main power in your actual ability to take control of your uh, comfortability with yourself and therefore become ageless in a way is to always speak from the heart. And I see a lot of people failing at this. So that's why I'm bringing this up, because this is a number one thing that differentiates like people that I meet of all ages that I can have comfortable conversations with. But we also have to we have to clear the blockages of the heart. So like I was sharing when people come to me for any session, first of all, we're going to talk about the issues. And I can assess through how people are talking to me about their issues if they talk about them out loud and how they talk about them out loud. And is this just a repetitive skipping record? Yes. To use a 70s Yeah, reference. you can't hold on to it. You have to you let it go. You can't hold on to it. But are you ruminating in it? Are you repeating? Because I used to ruminate in all of my hypercritical, judgmental, sad victim stories. When you were growing up, I complained a lot. And they would hear the echo of that after I would talk with Nana and Papa and complain about the marriage, complain about my life, complain, complain. Then I would go out in the garage where my treadmill was and I'd walk on the treadmill and I would hear my own echo and I would feel my higher self from within saying, literally, there were times when I actually heard it in my field do you understand that you're creating your reality with your words? Yes. So I got it out, but then I got addicted to complaining but and it was I, cyclic. I will also say, though, this is the difference is there's a difference between ego talking and heart talking. And so it's it's the difference of being like, oh, my God, I'm stuck in this marriage and I, I can't do this and I can't do that. And there's all of this. And it's like that's that's creating a certain thing, whereas healing that is saying I'm in a marriage that I placed myself in because I attracted this at a certain level. Mm -hmm. And when you say it out loud in that way, when you take ownership, when you take over, ownership it, over it, that's it consciousness. It. it is and consciousness. that's healing because you can clear it that way. The other downfall that I had that I hear from so many people, and we just talked about this with one of our patrons the other day in her session, the downfall of asking how. how I asked that so much. It's again, it's, it's a victim. This is, I'm powerless in this question. How do I get out of this? Right. How am I going to get out of this? Because then when you say how, the energy is so dense, it's incredibly daunting. And I had to learn that you don't ask how. And I literally heard the echo back. Higher self guides were saying literally through other people, don't ask how, because then you're not trusting universe. That's taking you out of the now. And so you have to literally clear your heart by clearing everything out. You have to get the victim story out of your mouth right in front of you. And then you have to feel all of that. What are you learning from that? And then you create the solution. And the solution is number one, changing your story from victim to victory. That's what I did. I began to change my story. 
That was so freaking hard to change my story because I was addicted to complaining and bitching and criticizing and judging. And I had to. So I began being very, very conscious in the moment. And as soon as I opened my mouth, when somebody asked me how I was doing, I had to stop. And it was like, and you have to flip the switch, which means you have to pause and breathe and catch your repetition your habit. And then I would say, I would, every morning was like, I'm focusing on the blessings. Literally focusing on gratitude is, it's for real. It is no freaking joke. You really, literally have to focus on gratitude. For me, writing down, which I'm not a writer, but writing down and journaling totally helped me. I don't need to do that anymore. I do not journal every day. It is not necessary for me anymore. I literally flipped the switch, but writing affirmations every day down and daily gratitude totally helped me to completely reverse that. And when you, it, every situation in your life is going to be the same, but what has to change is how you perceive it and how you speak about it. So I started speaking about the blessings in my life. I started talking about my amazing health. I began talking about all the wonderful things. And it literally has taken me, because it's 10 years since the divorce, it's literally taken me years. I think it was probably about three or four years ago, before the scandemic hit. It was three or four years ago when I began to speak about the blessing of the marriage and what I learned from that darkness. And I noticed when I was sharing that, that I was channeling higher self because this woman that I was talking with, probably at the gym I was teaching yoga at, it was inspiring her because she was, of course, in an abusive marriage. And it just came out, but I changed my story already long before then. And then all of a sudden I'm channeling and telling her about, what a blessing that was because I wouldn't be doing what I am now if I hadn't gone through that gauntlet. It was like the universal gauntlet. Can you overcome these hurdles? And I didn't even give her any details. I know I didn't need to give details of what happened in the marriage. I owned my 50% and I told her, I, you know, I chose to marry him. One of the greatest blessings that came out of that was my three children. They were a gift from him. And I'm so grateful to him for giving me my three children. Another great blessing is that he stepped out and realized that I'm the strong parent and I need to raise these children. And that's a blessing. And I turned everything into this is a gift and a blessing. And I'm able to help all of you people because I went through that. And I thank him. And I have thanked him verbally. And I've hugged him. And da 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 da. And I changed my story to the point of every single time I have a client who I still attract them from time to time who are in a very similar situation that I used to be in, whether it's I was trying to get pregnant, had a stillbirth, um, been abused. Uh, my sibling died of cancer. I've had all those reflections back. And this is what I say it. And what's the blessing in it? What have you learned about yourself? What's the positive? And many of those people are, you know, crying and it's like, oh, I I never thought about it. You're not a victim. You're victorious. Tell me your victory story. What's your victory story? And then just like we talked about with Sarah today in her session. And now 
That's part of your gift of what you're offering the world. You're showing the strength out of it because that's what we come here for. We come here to experience the hardships. I was literally feeling yesterday when I got back from Portland from giving all the sessions and I was tired last night, but I was energized and I had in the, all this heavy Piscean energy, I, I had another level of realization, another level of consciousness of how absolutely essential that it is that we love our darkness, that we thank our darkness, that we we're here for the hardships. We're here. That's the juice of life. When we fall down the mountain, Capricorn reference, we fall down the mountain and it makes that climb back up so full, so potent. Because the climb back up, I mean, we could do that in two seconds being light, but we have to have the fall in order for the climb to be so victorious. And we get back to the top of the mountain. Well, you don't want to stay on the top of the mountain. You need another fall. Because otherwise, if you stay at the top of the mountain, you get bored. It's you, There's more to learn and more to learn and more to offer. And that that whole aging process then takes on a whole new meaning i just thought it's the story of it's the story of the vampire you know who achieves immortality and and has all these great gifts you know it's the the ability to fly uh the agelessness the eternal beauty but in reality like what does all that bring the vampire well it 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 corrupts the vampire and and makes them into this shadow version of of like uh it's a human parody because there's there's nothing to bring them. There's no contrast to give them joy anymore. So they become parasitic because there's, and, and this is like something that they like acknowledge in, in vampire lore themselves. It's, I find that to be an amazing example of this exact thing. If we had all of those things that we look at as like desirable, you know, I want to have superpowers. I want to be ageless. I want to be eternally beautiful. It's like those things don't bring you any joy when you have them. Well, they don't because they're stagnant static yep and universe is flow and change and when energy becomes stagnant and static it creates blockages and if it's there long enough it physically manifests in density and those become cysts and tumors and cancer and heart attacks and strokes all of these physical diseases are literally from a fear of change that physically manifests. That's all it is. The body is designed as circulatory. We as energy, as pure consciousness in yoga, it's sat. We are changing, flowing consciousness. Frequency, vibration always changes. That's another reason why the energy enhancement system works is because it's frequencies that constantly change constantly, all the time. And it creates that high vibrational change that we need. And that's why all the blockages in the physical body suddenly start flowing. It, it gives literally a higher frequency of rapid change to inspire the body to suddenly vibrate quicker. And that releases its blockages and the body heals itself very quickly. Because the body heals itself. That's literally all it is. The body has to flow. It is flowing frequency. And 
it doesn't matter if the body, my body is slowly degenerating. I've learned to accept that. That's okay. Because what that does is that, and, and we've talked about this before with the body needing to degenerate because what that does is as a soul, as a pure eternal consciousness, it pushes us, it drives us to take action, to create as big and amazing from our heart as we possibly can while we have that finite amount of 3D linear time in the body. Oh, the body's expiring. I have to take action on that. I have to take action. I have to do that. And you can reinvent yourself at any chronological age. I already talked about, I think in the first episode or the second episode of this podcast ever, the story of the 90-something-year-old ballerina that I met in New York City. She's a perfect example of that. That was in the path of the artist, which I think is episode three. Three. She is a perfect example of that. And it's like, it's like I, as the higher self, I literally laid out these little signposts for myself through the Virgo ascendant ticket, which has, can have a real fear of aging and the, the facial beauty and all of that. And, you know, and I, I totally milked all of that facial beauty. It's not like I didn't have a billion photo shoots from the time that I was a teenager. Like I have an amazing portfolio of all of my physical facial beauty. And I have that as a reference. And of course, I've shared those those headshots and those modeling modeling shots with many, many people. And the first thing that people say to me genuinely is, Oh, you're very beautiful, but you look very young. You look much better now. You, I could, you like, you have like a seasoned beauty now. Yeah. I have found from talking with men, literally from your age all the way to Liam's age, mid eighties, that a lot. Mo- I've, I'm finding that most of the men that I talk with really prefer the more mature woman mm-hmm. and the seasoned woman. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a settling in that. I personally, I mean, I've had many friends say to me, you know, oh, well, you're so young. You need to find a guy who's a lot younger. Go younger. I have no interest in going younger. I have none. Yeah. I, I mean, for me to, if, if, if I were to align with a man who is under 45, he would have to have done a lot of inner work to be able yeah. to keep up with me. I do not need to be with a man as a partner who has a rocking young body and he's super youthful. I don't need that. Beauty is beauty is not physical. And- it isn't physical. The man that I am attracted to, and I've always been attracted to this in men. I've never been attracted to a man for his body. You already know that. It's always been the soul and the mind and, and the heart. But the man that that I would partner with He's got to love himself. And that's all that matters is that he loves himself and he's giving of himself to humanity. And he he's living in that gratitude that I live in all the time. That's the only way that I yeah. could ever be with a man. I'm so happy and content being with myself because I live in that now. Yeah. That's the only way that I could match with a man. He has to be appreciating life. He has to really live from his heart as much as he possibly, we, we, you know, we all default from that from time to time. That's just the human condition. But he really has to like really have gratitude for life and really offer himself because that's what I do. That could only be with a man who's going to match me on that. And then he's got to support me in that. I'm here to help people to heal themselves. And I've done a lot of that on my journey to heal myself. A huge part of my journey of healing myself has been self-acceptance and 
allowing the body to be what it is. That, and I feel like that's a huge lesson for all humans in the first world that are in the aging process. Because in the first world, we are, we, and we allow ourselves to be programmed by our own media to be youth worshipers. And we will spend zillions of dollars annually on external products that support the worship of youth. And it is a waste of life. And look at, look at the fallout from that. Look at all the, look at all the destructive relationships and, and all of the, all of the mental illness and all of the drug abuse that has resulted from that. It's, it's, it's devastating. And people, people, are searching for that thing, you know, they're searching for the, the fountain of youth, but the fountain of youth is within it's, it's acceptance. I I am so, so at, I, I mean, I've been through the, the, the attraction to a body. I've been through that. And, and it, I just learned pretty quick that it is a very shallow well. And what I find even if even if my ego pops up and and still is attracted to bodies i find myself not being able to follow through on any of that because what i actually find really attractive in people is ageless it's their level of awareness and acceptance and their ability to be present and if they have that fountain of youth that is just this well of eternal sort of like presence and, and well, it's a thirst for life, a thirst for life. Exactly. If, it's, I want to live and change and grow. That is like a, that's almost like a drug of its own because it, it makes you, you feel so good around that, that there it's, it's like the eternal attractiveness. It, oh, never, absolutely. it never goes away. I shared with you that I had two Brief relationships. I wouldn't call them. Well, one was a relationship. Um, the other one was not a relationship, but had two connections with two men. They were lovers only for their body. I wanted to try it. And because that's just who I am. I'm just one of those people. You know, you're like, you've said to me so many times, I'm here to experience for me. I just wanted to experience that. Oh, yeah, no. Oh, it was just like there was nothing there. Other than, oh, he's a hot guy. Let's see what this is like. No. Um, lack of intimacy. No mental connection. I mean, that really solidified for me that I have to have a spiritual and a mental connection. Absolutely. Um, just, it was just, it just didn't flow. And, you know, I also wanted to share talking about when I keep, sa- I've said a couple of times, the mentality, the youth worship of the first world. I lived in South America a couple of times briefly, third world countries. And the first thing that I found besides community, family and community is the focus of those cultures, of that culture. The second thing that I saw was an utter respect for age, for growing old, for their seniors, their elderly they don't lock up their elderly. They live with their elderly. They value them. And talking with the youth in Peru, 
I, I had numerous conversations with um, the, the family that owned the, the uh, raw vegan restaurant Shaman in Cusco. And she said, oh, she said, I know, I know this about your country, your culture. I said, it's, it's our culture. She said, we don't understand that. She said, we would never throw away our wisdom. She said, we prize aging. She said, we value sagging skin as a rite of passage. She said, graying hair is about wisdom and knowledge. She said, we would not color our hair. That would be devaluing our life experience. Our elders offer wisdom. She said, we go to our elders for wisdom. And she said, and they offer it to us. And she said, this is, this is our, our entire culture. She said, this is all of Latin America. And she said, we don't understand your culture and that you lock up your old people. She said, it is extremely devaluing and disrespectful. And she said, and then we see what it's done to your culture. She said, youth is ignorant on the whole. She said, I know there are exceptions to this. Of course, there are wise ancient souls that are born new. And she said, and we value that. Not everybody does, of course. She said, not all families are like this. We have our problems too, like every culture does. But she said, she said, in Latin America, we are a matriarchal culture. We value the mother. She's the creator. She said, you know, it comes through Catholicism, Mother Mary. And she said, that is wisdom. And she said, we as a culture would really love to see your culture take that on. She said, we feel that not only will you benefit, but she said, we also realize that we are a whole species. We're not separated. She said, we don't really see the borders that comes from our government, but that's not us. And she said, we would like to see you heal that because then we all benefit. Thank you so much, everyone, for checking out this week's episode of the podcast. Uh, if you have any feedback, we would love to hear it. So you can leave us a response on our Q&A forms, which I know you can find on Spotify. I don't know if they have them on Apple, but I would check that out or any of the other platforms. Or we have a Patreon group where we do a one hour long Q&A session every single Sunday. So you can find us on Patreon, uh, Patreon slash one long conversation. And we would love to hear from you. We'd love to get you involved in the process and uh, heal everyone collectively. That's, that's sort of the goal with this is inner healing for the self, for the collective. Uh, let's just find the best way to do it, get it all out there, and uh, move forward. So thank you guys so much, and we will see you for next week's episode.